Curry with the shot, Ben cooking with the sauce, Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301, live from the pot, I want to welcome my audience to episode number 74 of Curry in the Pot. Surprisingly, this is my first episode of the new year, so happy new year, everyone. Sorry for the delay, sorry for the wait. Uh, you know, some New Year's January's been a little crazy already, but I'm back, you know, without a doubt, man, I'm back again with another episode, and I'm not alone this time. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the last uh, episode I did. It was the Roundtable Podcast featuring Jalen Hunter, B. Jones, and my boy Zeke. If you haven't heard that one, make sure you check it out, tune in. A lot of the stuff we talked about is still pretty relevant. We were talking about the NFL playoffs, you know, award predictions. Stuff like stuff like that, stuff of that nature. But make sure y'all tune in. But I'm about to get into today's episode, and on the line via Skype is my brother from another mother. This guy, I'm gonna say this every single time he comes on the show because y'all just don't know how vital and important this guy is to my podcast. Like, I don't. This podcast might be a crapshoot if it wasn't for this man. Like, in all seriousness, for real. Like, I probably, I don't know. I'd be lost, man. But on the line is my brother. If you've been listening to the podcast long enough, you know who it is. My brother, B. Jones. What's good, bro? What's up, bro? Honored to be the first guest of the new year. Talk some sports, talk some playoffs. Been a lot going on, so we got a lot to discuss. Yeah, for sure. Most definitely, man. How you doing, though? Pretty good. Can't complain. Can't, can't complain. That's all right, man. Same here. Same here. Birthday in a couple of days. Yeah, Definitely like, can't complain. Capricorn season. Shout out to all my Capricorns. Uh, Capricorn season almost over. But yeah, shout out to us. But yeah, man, we got a lot to talk about. So I first wanted to ask and talk to you about like what you what's your what's your take and how do you feel about how these playoffs have been as a whole? Like, how do you feel? We had you know some good teams, some good quarterbacks. Yeah. Teams go down. Chargers went down, Texans went down, Cowboys went down last week. Sorry, Dallas. Seahawks went down in the wild card week. Just give me a quick summary of how you feel about these playoffs, man. Are you surprised? Right. You, you know, just 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 let me know something. Um, all right, I'm gonna try to be as concise as possible. I mean, I feel like all the matchups have been good on paper. Like none mm-hmm. of the games, like all the. Uh, I saw the matchups, I would be like, okay, yeah, I would definitely want to check out this game, watch this game. If not the full thing, just some of it. Now, some of them have ended up being lopsided. Like, they didn't play out, like, as I thought they would on paper. Like, you could look at the Texans, uh, Colts matchup, Colts-Chiefs matchup. I thought that was going to be, like, a a 35-31 type game. Chiefs ended up blowing them out. Um, Definitely didn't think that Chargers-Patriots game was going to go like that. And then, um, mm-hmm. I mean, the NFC, uh, it hasn't been too bad, I don't think. Who, who was the other game besides the uh, the Seahawks-Cowboys that first week? Seahawks-Cowboys, and you had the... Uh, oh, it was the Bears-Eagles, yeah. So that, so yeah, those, Bears-Eagles. They, oh, yeah, yeah. So we had a yeah, good game. Yeah, NFC's yeah. been good. Pretty NFC, consistent. it hasn't been, like, fireworks, but it's been, like, the games have been competitive, I would say. Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah, so overall, I mean, it's been cool. Like, it hasn't been, like, it hasn't been, like, ex- 
I wouldn't maybe I don't know I don't know what the word I'm looking for. I wouldn't say like super exciting, but the games overall, I say if I had to rate the playoffs mm-hmm. on the schedule of one to ten, I would say probably like it's probably been like a cool seven. Mm-hmm. Cool seven. As far as as far as the uh, the way things turned out, um, I mean the one both the one and two seed from both conferences, um, both exa- advanced to the conference championships. I thought going into it, like uh, we discussed in the roundtable podcast, how we it was going to be hard to predict because every team had like weaknesses and flaws or whatever, and then that mm-hmm. ended up being the best two teams um, from each conference advancing so i, I kind of didn't expect that but uh, i mean I, at the same time i'm not shocked right right so uh, how do you feel about how do you feel about the patriots i know when we all discussed uh, on the roundtable podcast jalen had brought up you know we're not we're not looking at the patriots in the same light as we usually do but here they are back again in the afc championship for an eighth straight year what do you make of the patriots well I thought they were going to lose because I thought that Baltimore was going to um, beat the Chargers. So mm-hmm. I thought that if they same, played, same thing. if they had played Baltimore, I think that they, I mean, they, I mean, Lamar Jackson's rookie quarterback, so they probably would have been able to stop him because the Chargers were able to stop him. But I just felt like uh-huh. Baltimore and New England, like those games always come down to the wire and they come down to a kick. So with the Ravens defense being as stout as it was and, um, I, I just thought that um, that that matchup would have been difficult for them. For the Chargers, uh, I didn't know this, but going into the playoffs, but Phillip Rivers has never beaten Tom Brady ever. Yeah. So, and I know that the Chargers are historical chokers, but after the way that the defense balled out against the Ravens, Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa were eating just to have them completely disappear against the Patriots. I didn't expect that at all. I didn't, I didn't, I wouldn't, I wasn't, I didn't put too much stock in Phillip Rivers just because I know like, I wouldn't say he's a choker, but like, I, I don't know. It's just it's like, I'm just not. I don't, I'm just not that confident in him. So the yeah, you never really go, been sold on him, and yeah. you never really had evidence to be sold. So it's right, like, right. So yeah, the, I can hear what you're saying. So the the way their offense came out and laid an egg, I'm, I wasn't too shocked because he didn't even against Baltimore. He only really had like 150 yards. So, mm-hmm. but I didn't expect the defense to just go out there and just like to let the Patriots run a muck on them. Like they were just yeah. doing. They were just throwing it to James White, and Sonny Michelle was uh, eating them up on the ground. So I didn't. James that. White had 15 catches. I uh, this with this game coming up again. Well, we'll get into it later. I'm not going to jump ahead, but yeah. So uh, I wanted to talk about Patriots Chargers real quick. I I didn't think they were going to get blown out like that. I I had New England winning just off the fact that it's the Patriots. They get a first round bye, and the game was also in Foxborough. I know the Chargers were seven and one on the road, but I just had a feeling about the Patriots. It's just like, you know, that feeling that you get about the Patriots because it's the Patriots, and mm-hmm. you've seen evidence to feel that they're gonna win. You you've seen evidence pretty much our whole life that you know they're gonna come out with the win, and you know when the stakes are the highest in the playoffs, where Tom Brady is his best. You know, it's like it's like LeBron in the playoffs. Right. And that defense but LeBron turns up. Yeah, and the defense called me you, off guard too. Yeah, and then um I know like this not to go way back, but like earlier in the year when we did the season preview, I, 
I um I said that they were going to probably uh, rely on the running game heavy this year, and that's how they um that's how they take the they, that's how they took out the Chargers, and mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like their success formula going forward. Without uh, Josh Gordon, Gronkowski's not really that much of a threat in the passing game. You really only have Julian Edelman uh, as a primary receiver, so I think that the mm-hmm. running game and like the quick screen game is going to be like important for them if they want to beat the Chiefs and then ultimately win the Super Bowl. You know what's crazy? Did you know that the Patriots have 12 picks coming up in the draft and six of them are in the first three rounds? No, nah, that's 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 dangerous. So they're going to reload. Yeah, that's dangerous. Oh, man. Yeah, so before I get into championship week, which is Sunday, if you guys didn't know or if you guys just forgot, I want to talk about Antonio Brown, who's been a real big topic of conversation. We all know about him arriving to the Bengals game in week 17 in a mink coat and leaving at halftime in a big game for the Steelers. They they would have got in had uh, Baker Mayfield been able to pull off the comeback win over the Ravens. But what do you make of everything that's happened with Antonio Brown and where do you think ultimately he, he'll he'll wind up? All right, so I'll start from the beginning. Um, so this all, I guess, I think this started. When, when was that Broncos game? Was that that wasn't week sixteen? That was like week fourteen or fifteen or something like that, if I recall. Uh, that, oh, yeah, because the Saints game was week sixteen. So I think the Broncos game, and they lost to the Raiders before that, and I think they lost to the Broncos before. Whatever. They had some bad losses, yeah. man. Yeah, so I think the the conflict started with after the uh, Broncos game. Uh, Big Ben said we should have threw it to Juju, and then he said AB didn't run flat on his. It was back. actually week twelve. Oh, that was week twelve. Okay, just looked it up. Week twelve, yeah. they lost. The following week, they lost. They lost. They had lost three straight. It was the Broncos was the first loss. The Chargers second oh, loss. Chargers. The Raiders. Okay, and then they won another game, and then they lost. Then they the beat Saints. the Patriots, lost to the Saints. Okay, yeah. The Bengals in Week 17. Yeah, so it was like some tension carrying over from that um, Broncos game, and then a. I mean, I think Ben Roethlisberger, like a few times this season, he called out teammates. So I think that um, A. B. and Ben Roethlisberger, they just had some tension, and I think they said that they A. B. and Big Ben got into an altercation uh, the week before the uh, Bengals game. So I think it was like that Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever. And then that's when he just stopped reporting and then they made up the injury or whatever. Um, I don't think, I think that pretty much all parties are wrong in this side. So that's, that would be Mike Tomlin, Big Ben and AB. Big Ben consistently calls out teammates. You've seen a lot of people say he's not a leader, not a good leader or whatever. And then he's all like, I I just don't like the way he moves and carries himself. He's a great quarterback, but just like, I I don't know. It's it's something off about his personality. As far as AB goes, I'm not one of those people. I like, I, okay. So I support players like protecting their body and um, getting their money or whatever, but I don't think mm. any of those factors applies in this situation. Like, I'm not one of those guys that thinks, oh, you signed to the franchise, you got to you gotta sign your contract in blood, you got to, you know, you got to cut off your left leg for the franchise because they'll cut you, <laughs> right. they'll cut you or trade you in a minute. But as far as AB goes, I think, I don't even think his, I think his issue was mainly with Ben Roethlisberger. So, it's, it's one game left in the season. You have an issue with Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, cool. Finish out the last game and then figure out the rest in the offseason. Don't 
drag your personal beef into into harm hurt. I mean, they ultimately won the game, but you're playing your last game and you could potentially get on the playoffs and then you're going to throw a t- temper tantrum, leave practice, and then show up on the sideline in a mink coat. In a and mink just, coat. Yeah, so it's like I, I don't like the way he moved on. And then leave at halftime at that. Yeah, I don't I don't like the way he handled that situation. Yeah, I don't think he moved. So, like, you know, I'm, I'm sure by now you heard what Ryan Clark said about yeah. – uh, you know, Mike Wallace not taking the deal and they give Antonio the deal and he said they were going to create a monster. Mm. It, it's it's looking like it's true. It's it's look it's appearing to be true, uh, what Ryan Clark said. But I yeah. don't know, man. Yeah, when I first heard that, I was like, I know people were getting on him for snitching and stuff like that, but now it's kind of is looking like it's true. If you saw the way that he went after Emmanuel Sanders and Bruce Arians that just mm-hmm. they didn't like they weren't attacking him. Emmanuel Sanders said that uh he said that I didn't even hear what he said. What did he say? Um it was it was like a long eight minute video I uh, saw on Twitter from NFL Network, but um ultimately Emmanuel Sanders mm-hmm. said that A B was in the wrong and he also said that Ben Roethlisberger was in the wrong too. He said if Ben Roethlisberger called him out on the radio show that he would come into the locker room uh, the next day and like confront him about that but ab is letting it kind of play out on social media bruce arians just said i forgot the first part of the he's he had like a like a paragraph quote or whatever um but I, the part i remember was that he said that ab wasn't like this when he drafted him like he was like a first first guy in first one in the building last one to leave type of guy so he don't he doesn't know where this kind of behavior is coming from. So that's why I'm confused to see him lashing out at Emmanuel Sanders and Bruce Arians, two guys that were like kind of feeling what he was saying. So like that, that just, that's just not a good look for him. It's definitely not a good look. I mean, I'm sure there will be suitors, but you know, I don't know, man. It seems like with Antonio Brown, there's this, you know, going to be a lot of baggage, but I totally agree with what you said though. Yeah, and then uh, another thing I wanted to touch on was Mike Tomlin's whole role in this. Like, mm-hmm. it's been said that he's kind of, like, lax. He's not really, like, he doesn't yeah. have control of the locker room. Like, even going back to that Facebook Live incident, like, a few years ago. So, it's it's kind of looking like he's let Antonio skate on, like, causing issues in the locker room or causing disturbances because of his talent. But you can see, like, at a certain point, you have to put your foot down and say nah, we're not going to let this slide. So I think he's also at fault for this too. Mm, as the head coach, right? Yes, yeah, so I think I think it's just a toxic, mm. a toxic situation over there. Overall with him, Ben, and then Mike Tomlin not really intervening on these type of things. And I also feel like, uh, you know, the rise of Juju Smith-Schuster is also has something to do with Antonio Brown acting like this. I think he's a little jealous, but I don't know, man. It's... It, it's not a good look, like you said. He'll definitely end up somewhere. Uh, obviously, we've been hearing like the 49ers been floating around. But yeah, the, I don't the, know, man. We just got to see. The thing with that, though, I don't know why he's so pressed to go there. Because, I mean, if if it, everything worked out, like Jimmy Garoppolo was healthy. They have George Kittle. Uh, Kyle Shanahan was was almost able to get Marquise Goodwin to be a 1,000-yard receiver. So mm-hmm. that would definitely be dangerous. But... Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't played healthy for a full season yet, so it's potentially that 
if he gets injured again, he could be playing with C.J. Beathard. And he, if he's not happy... Oh, my man, him, Nick Mullins. <laughs> yeah, and if he's not happy with playing with Big Ben, just imagine him in that situation. So I feel like, while that could be... That could... If everything worked out and they got him, they could be instant contenders. But if it... if like injuries play the factor, uh, like I don't, that could go catastrophically wrong. Even if the 49ers had got, I ain't mean to cut you off, but even if the 49ers had got Antonio Brown, I don't even know if that would make them instant contenders because we just saw what Seattle was able to do. And then you also right. got the Rams in that division. Right. I, I don't know how much better this makes them because the 49ers, they haven't won eight games yet uh, under Kyle Shanahan. So I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just thinking about because, Kyle, the way that Kyle Shanahan is able to scheme players mm-hmm. open in his offense, like if you view, like I've seen like a few 49ers clip on Red Zone, like he gets the fullback open. You'll see the fullback, fullback um, catching like 40 yard passes and stuff, able to get Marquise Goodwin and be a thousand yard receiver. Uh, George, That's Kittle, George Kittle had a great year. You got Jared McKinnon coming back, and then you got Breida. Oh, yeah, I forgot about McKinnon. And got some young talent on the defense. So I think – and that offense was looking pretty good with Garoppolo at the helm. So I, I don't know. I'm just saying they, they – I, I think that would be a good look if all things work correctly. But right. it's, it's a lot of variables over there. Right. I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm definitely right there with you. Uh, So since Samari Cooper was – uh, you know, traded for a first. Mm-hmm. What do you think the market for Antonio Brown is? Obviously a first, but it have to be and then some because Amari Cooper, he's good, but Antonio Brown is arguably the best receiver in football and one of the best players in all of football. Yeah, I saw a lot of, I saw like a few analysts and articles saying that the starting price would be a second. Um, going back to the Amari Cooper thing, I think the Cowboys kind of overpaid for him because he's, I think he's like 24, 25, and he's on the last year of a rookie deal. He's 24, I think. Yeah, so he's on the last year of a rookie deal, so it's kind of a different situation because they said that, like, all the teams are offering a second, and for the Cowboys to get him, they just jumped the gun and offered a first. So I think think Antonio Brown is definitely worth a first, but he's kind of up there in age. He's about to be 31 in July, I believe. And he's also making $20 million a year. So it's not a lot of teams that can actually trade for him. And among Mm -hmm. the teams that have cap space, I don't think that a lot of teams that will be um, as interested in him as they were as they were for Amari Cooper, so I can see the market being a little bit less valued than it should be. So he maybe he could go for a second, but maybe a first as well. I'm not sure. All right, so we're gonna gonna talk about last week. Gonna talk about the divisional round real quick. Mm-hmm. I want to start with well, we already talked about Patriots Chargers, so let's talk about the. Uh, Let's talk about Cowboys and Rams real quick. Now, I, w- I want to say Cowboys. While we talk Colts and Chiefs, too, uh, what was your thoughts on the Saints and Eagles? I'm going to do Cowboy game last. Okay, Saints and Eagles. Um, Well, for this one, I I would say I, in my head I predicted the Saints would win. Or I expected the Saints to win. But I also bet against Nick Foles in his last three playoff games, and I was wrong each three times. So Dang. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have been shocked if they came out if he came out with a W and won. And they started off fourteen nothing 
And then the didn't score again. Yeah, and the Saints kind of adjusted. I think the factors that played into that was that the Saints were at home, and then the lack of Philadelphia's run game finally came back to hurt them. Because when when you go up fourteen nothing, not good, especially that early, not going cruise control, but if you have like a run game that's getting like five, four to five yards a pop, you can kind of control the clock. And Philadelphia right. wasn't able to do that. They had to keep uh, lining up and launching uh, bombs or like intermediate 10 to 15 yard, 15 yard routes with Nick Foles because he's not really a check down guy. He's a he's a, a home run type of guy. So he was launching right. these, these long passes that weren't connecting and that ultimately slowed down the game and uh, gave the Saints enough time to come back. Totally agree with your analysis. I I'm feeling the exact way you did. I had a feeling that, you know, the Eagles could pull it off, but I thought the Saints would win. And it goes back to what you said a few weeks ago about everything this season has just seemed to bounce the Saints way. Mm. And we talked about this the other day, like everything has been bouncing their way. You know, the all Sean Jeffrey play at the end of the game. It's just like, wow, everything's going their way. Even take it back to the beginning of the season, missed field goals and mm-hmm. stuff of that nature. A lot of things have been bouncing their way. And also, um, like that juju fumble and then mm-hmm. the, uh, the tip pass at the end. And also, the, the uh, Eagles, they uh, they picked up a lot of injuries during that game as well. So, just it, they, they, they've just been giving me the look of a team, of the uh, team of destiny. That kind of uh-huh. I agree with that. So we did talk Colts Chiefs mm-hmm. briefly. We talked Chargers and Patriots. Uh, let's talk about the Rams Cowboys game. Cowboys game seemed to have a ton of drama. I know you'd be watching that little clips, them clips I'd be sending you of the YouTuber Scooter Magruder, yeah, yeah, and he talks great. about how Cowboys fans, you know, he's hilarious. But seriously, it is a lot of drama. I did. I had the Cowboys losing this game. I just didn't. I just didn't see them beating the Rams. They did have a great win against Seattle, but I just didn't see. I don't know, bro. I just didn't see Dak Prescott beating the Rams. And the guys on the Rams that I expected to step up, step up. I'm sorry, did step up. Like Ndamukong Sue, he was dominant. Aaron Donald also made some some big plays too. I was very pleased with the way that the Rams won and how they won because usually the Rams are just like bombing you bombing you away. But C.J. Anderson had over 100 yards. Todd Gurley also had over 100 yards. I was really impressed by how the Rams won. And, like, I don't know. I, I'm starting to see that they're winning games multiple ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for this game, I, I actually thought the Cowboys were going to win. Um, you did say it was going to come down to Cowboys and Saints. I thought the Cowboys and Saints was going to be the NFC championship. But I think um, – and the reason I thought that because I didn't think that the – like you said, the Rams, like they're used to airing it out. Jared Goff having uh, high 200s or 300 or sometimes even 400 yards. And I didn't think they were able to do that be able to do that against the Cowboys and they weren't he only had around 180 passing yards but the the contributions that they got from mainly CJ Anderson because Todd Gurley he wasn't he he, he wasn't 100 percent and he wasn't and uh, CJ Anderson was the workhorse for the most of the game yeah, you could so, tell Todd Gurley wasn't 100 percent just the way yeah. he's running yeah so 
So with the Rams run game being on point and the Cowboys run game not being on point, that was the main difference right there. Because like we've said on this podcast before, the Cowboys, they're like they're at their best when the defense is humming and they're run and they're getting production from the run game. And then that opens up play action and uh, intermediate short and intermediate passes for Dak Prescott. He didn't he didn't play a bad game. Um but ultimately, I think um, the Rams' run game being on point and then Zeke being stuffed was their downfall. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally agree because we, like you just mentioned, the form- the Cowboys can win games if the formula is working to its fullest potential. And that's when Ezekiel Elliott is over 100 yards. The defense is making plays. Vander as Jalen Smith, Demarcus Lawrence, those guys playing good, playing stout defense. And also, when it's low scoring, I know I know 30 to 22 is not high scoring, but, you know, you're scoring points. And even in the Seattle game, they scored the game was uh, both teams were in the 20s. But Cowboys are definitely at their best when I would say it's like a 21 17 type of game, a game in the teens. That's when they're at their best. But I got to give credit when credit is due to the Cowboys. Everybody knows how. It's not me so much. of I dislike the Cowboys. It's their fan base. They, they have some crazy fans, just like the Redskins. I'm not a Redskins fan anymore, but I was never crazy. But the Cowboys fans, they they have some they have some crazy fans. Like it's a lot of Cowboys fans that believe that Dak Prescott is top five, even top ten quarterback. And I don't know, man, but I got to give credit when credit is due. Ever since they got Amari Cooper, the offense definitely changed. If they didn't get Amari Cooper, they probably would have went six and ten, to, to be honest. Yeah, that's for sure. He he was looking lost uh, before they had Amari Cooper. But, I mean, I'm, I didn't expect them to go on this type of run or make it this far. But, yeah, Dak, the Dak and Amari, uh, Zeke trio, when it's on the same page and everything <laughs> is clicking, it's, it's pretty dangerous to stop because that defense is pretty stout. Um, and look, young. Yeah, and looking forward, I mean, they got a lot of people to lock up this offseason. So, um That'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but um, yeah, I think they'll be a not a contender, but maybe a contender. But they'll have, they'll be in the mix for the next few years to come. Yeah, for sure. The uh, NFC East might be theirs, even though we haven't had back-to-back division winners in that division in a long time. But right. they're looking pretty good. I know, like you said, they have some guys to lock up, so they may hit a ceiling. You know, Dak is coming up. Zeke is coming up Mm. and Zeke said he wants to get paid before next season and Demarcus Lawrence was franchise tag. So they got to they got to pay him. They're going to have to pay Mike Cooper soon. Right. Yeah. So they I think Byron Jones is coming up soon. They're going to they're going to have some uh, some calls to make, man, some tough calls. They don't have a first round pick this year. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see. But I got to give credit when credit is due. I do not like the Cowboys whatsoever. Their fans are crazy, but it is what it is, man. They, they definitely surprised me in the way they've been. They performed, you know, in the second half of this year because they were three and five. And then they got Amari Cooper. They took off. So shout out to the Cowboys, man. Shout out to them. So let's uh let's talk about conference week. We got some big games. We got. The Rams and the Saints, Patriots and the Chiefs. Wait, why is Rams Saints first, bro? Why is why is this game come? This game probably gonna be the better one. I thought but, it was uh, coming on at six. Nah, nah. Chiefs Patriots is six forty. That's weird. It might be. A, I'm mad. 
That's what it says right here on this ESPN app. I'm, I'm mad. I'm upset about that. Okay. But we got. Look, I, let's let's talk about Chiefs Patriots first. I I don't want to. Uh, I think Rams and Saints are gonna be the better game. So we got Chiefs Patriots. The Chiefs are a three point underdog. This game will be at Arrowhead, one of the loudest stadiums. Now the loudest stadium in all of football. In, in all of football, high school, uh, D one, D two, D three. Juco, Pop Warner, it's the loudest stadium, ladies and gentlemen. I I gotta get there one day. I gotta see Mahomes play a home game. Mahomes play a home game. I gotta see that in person with my own two eyes. But Chiefs Patriots, we got Tom Brady in his eighth straight AFC Championship. Well, he's he made it every year besides the years he lost to the Broncos and that one year against the Ravens. Uh, That's what it's been. Yeah, got to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so losing to the Broncos twice and losing to the Ravens that that Ray Lewis year. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So what do you make of this game? Who who you got? This one is difficult pre- to predict at the moment because um, I don't know if you've seen the tweets, but they're saying it's going to be an Arctic storm. Um, I heard about that, but I, I was checking the weather today. Like the other day, they said eight degrees, but now I'm looking at the forecast. It's saying twenty two and partly cloudy. Okay, yeah. But, the tweet, but it's supposed to snow on it's supposed to snow the uh, previous day though on Saturday. Okay, yeah. So the tweet I saw yesterday it said between negative five and and um positive ten degrees and they said it was gonna <laughs> be an Arctic storm. So I assume that meant snowing. But if it's not going to snow if it's like if it's not gonna be windy or like super windy or super snowy, then I think the Chiefs will be able to um, execute their offense as usual. But if mm-hmm. it's if it if it's like the, if it's windy or snowy or something like that, I mean we saw it was it was snowy last week. Mahomes was still slinging around. Um, still towing. Yeah, he so he still may be able to, but I feel like if it's like super windy or snowing, they're gonna really have to rely on that run game with um, Damian Williams. Probably get Tariq Hill involved in the run game a little bit. Oh, I wish then, Kareem Hunt was playing, man. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Um, praying for, pray for those victims. So hope everything gets resolved. But I feel like this isn't. I feel like the Patriots' game plan is going to be similar to last week. I think they're going to really going to be relying on crossing routes under underneath routes and then uh, the run game and and check downs to the running running back. Um, I, I'm gonna put my faith in Patrick Mahomes, but um, you can never count the Patriots out. I feel I feel very similar to uh, I, I, I totally I mean, I don't I want I don't want to say totally agree, but I do agree with you. My thing is, if it's going to if if the weather changes because it's only Wednesday night, you know, weather does, you know, change. If it is supposed to be, you know, 10 degrees at, at, at the high, I would say advantage Patriots mm-hmm. because they've been there. Tom mm-hmm. Brady has been here. Uh, I mean, this is no knock on my, my my favorite player currently right now, Patrick LeVon Mahomes the second. For you guys to love me to say his full name, I love saying it. But I just don't know. The Chiefs in this situation, in this game, they lack experience. But if the defense can play similar to how it played against the Colts last week, mm-hmm. I do love the Chiefs to win. But I'm expecting a good game. I really, I'm gonna be rooting for the Chiefs. Y'all know how I feel about Mahomes. I'm gonna be rooting heavy, but something just tells me that the Patriots are gonna win, and something also tells me that 
the NFL wants Brady and Breeze in the Super Bowl. That, Two forty-year-old legends in the Super Bowl. I, I just have a feeling that would be a good game, but I just want to see somebody new. That's it. Like, I don't have anything against Breeze or Brady. Well, I, I mean, I like I like both of them. I think they're. I think Brady's the goat. Um, he's the greatest quarterback I've seen. But I just, like, come on, man. The the Brady <laughs> versus Breeze. That's like the two thousand eight Super Bowl. Man. Nah, for real. It, it would have been cool in '08. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I'm tired of seeing the Patriots in the Super Bowl. They were there last year. Uh, they're the year before, right? And um, yep. yeah, kind of tired of seeing the Patriots. I, I'm I'm rooting for the Chiefs heavy. I just want everybody to know I'm rooting for the Chiefs heavy. Y'all know I am. Y'all know how I feel about Mahomes. And it would be nice to see Andy Reid. I know a lot of people were talking bad about Andy Reid. Oh, my goodness. I know a lot of people were talking bad about Andy Reid. But... Um, I know a lot of people talking bad about him and saying he hasn't had a winning record uh, recently. You know, he had Alex Smith a few years ago, okay? And Mahomes ain't Alex Smith. And Andy Reid did have a winning record in the postseason before the Chiefs and before Alex Smith. So I'm I'm, I'm pulling for the Chiefs though, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just double down. I want the Chiefs to win, but and. I mean, I can see the Patriots winning, but I'm going to just go ahead for my prediction and say Chiefs. All right, bet, bet. So the game I'm most excited for of this weekend is the Rams and the Saints. Yes, sir. I, I want the Rams to win. If the Rams do win, my mom said we're having a Super Bowl party. She is a Rams fan. Uh, That Rams-Chiefs game... Uh, you know, in this during the season was great. The regular season was great. It would be a firework show for the Super Bowl. Uh, who you rolling with though? I gotta go with my um, since one of my other Super Bowl team is out, the Ravens. I'm gonna have to uh, go. With the, I'm gonna have to stick with my original pick, pick the Saints. But like I said, like I can see this game going either way. Uh, first matchup was exciting. Saints jumped out to a, a big lead. The Rams stormed back. The Saints pulled away at the end. I don't see um, the Saints jumping out to that big of a lead again. Um, the Rams secondary is is kind of um, suspect. They're liable to give up big plays. Also, um, going into last week, the Rams uh, the defense was giving up over five yards per carry. I don't see that happening this week. I think that um, I kind of don't know what to expect for this game. I don't think it'll be a shootout, but I could see it being like a 28-24 type of game, mm. something like that. Uh, I, th- I, th- I think the um, I hope so. I hope to see that. Uh, going back to your your uh, you know Super Bowl picks, I'm I think I'm the only one that's still right. I had the Chiefs and I had either the Rams or the Saints. So if I it, as long as I see the Chiefs, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, we we have no other choice but to see the Rams or the Saints. I would like to see, you know, one of those happen. But we're, we're just going to have to see, bro. But I'm a roll with. This goes back to my thing. Uh, I'm going to say the Saints. And this goes back to what you were saying about how everything has been bouncing the Saints' way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to roll with the Saints, but I would like to see the Rams win. But I don't know how Todd Gurley's going to look.
uh, Sean McVay said he's going to be limited in practice this week. So I don't know if CJ Anderson is going to be able to duplicate what he did against Dallas. I'm I'm not. I wouldn't bet on that. Yeah, uh, so, Sheldon Rake, Sheldon Rankins from the Saints towards Achilles. So that, yeah, he did get hurt. That's a big loss for them. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, I don't I don't foresee the the Rams being able to put up 270 yards on the ground again. So no, I don't see that. Jared Goff's got to make some plays. Oh yeah, he's going he's going to definitely have to make some plays. I. I think I like the Saints, but I, I like the Saints, but I want the Rams to win, if that makes sense. All right. So, yeah, man. Uh, anything else, bro? Nah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I mean, I, I know I, I, didn't, I said I didn't want to see the Saints-Patriots, but I, I, honestly, I wouldn't be mad at any of the outcomes for the Super Bowl. Right, like, yeah, yeah. Know, it like could be good matchups across the board. We could have like, Patriots-Rams, a rematch of 2001 Super Bowl. Yeah, like I know last year, like we could have potentially seen Vikings Jaguars, like, like that. That wouldn't have been like a, a, a sexy matchup. But I think any of the uh, any of the outcomes for this one, they could they could be they will be good matchups. I just don't want to see two forty year old quarterbacks. That's just my preference. <laughs> my man Jeff don't want to see it either, man. I, that's a lot of people that probably don't want to see that, but I just feel like this goes to my thing about content and stories. But I feel like you can make. A storyline out of any possible Super Bowl matchup, like right. if it's Patriots Saints, okay, two forty year old quarterbacks, Belichick and Peyton. Mm-hmm. But if we get we get Chiefs and Rams, you got Sean McVay going up against going up against uh, Andy Reid. We did see these two teams play in the regular season, so right. we got a part two to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And Patriots Rams wouldn't be bad. Got a young coach versus, you know, Bill Belichick, a legend. So, yeah, it'd be a lot of good matchups. And then Chiefs Saints would be uh, MVP, the two top uh, MVP candidates. So, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. All but right. Yeah. So, well, go ahead. No, I, did, I was going to say, other than that, that's pretty much all I got for uh, all right. this week. For sure, man. Uh, I want to thank my audience for listening. Uh, sorry, we did. I did have a little uh, tech difficulty blunder. We're gonna get that fixed though. But I want to thank everybody for listening. I know I've been gone for like two weeks. It actually now it'd be three weeks tomorrow since we did the roundtable podcast. We gotta do another one though. If you guys enjoyed that, uh, me, B. Jones, Jalen, Zeke, we all enjoyed it. Got a few ideas for the next roundtable episode, but we enjoyed ourselves. And I hope you guys enjoyed this one with my boy B. Jones. This was me and B. Jones part number five. So I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for the love and support. This is my last episode as a 23-year-old. I will be 24 this coming Friday on January 18th. I almost forgot my birthday. My goodness. I'll be 24 on Friday, January 18th. Wish me happy birthday. Thanks for all the love and the support. B. Jones, Mike Curry, B. Jones signing out. Everybody have a good one. Peace.